self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am a woman that want y'all to kick me in my teeth if i ever become famous and name my child some dumb shit what also known as calamity Red. That's, a long, that's a long that's the kind of name you talking shit about <laughs> the name you just gave yourself it's better than what we gonna talk about okay it's whatever. still better well look you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also i can be found on youtube under beautiful calamity because starting well this week we all hear this i will be restarting my youtube channel and we'll see Y'all well, me to, too then well nigga go ahead what, what's your channel name always on point <laughs> if you want some milk reviews <laughs> especially because I fool with milk I got a strawberry milk review uh, almond milk. milk review vanilla flavor almond milk review and a all encompassing 21 chocolate milks review always on point I also got Hershey bar some donuts like yeah. peach donuts yeah. I got I got a couple more. Peace donuts. Oh, uh, biscuits and gravy, potato chips. You know what? What? They have like six new lays. You need to get those. Oh, shit. We got reviews. We got some reviews. They got, uh, it's like lobster and something. They, yeah, they some weird ass flavors. I'm allergic to lobster and seafood. But it's, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I I ain't gonna die from no bag of damn lace. It ain't the only one. They but lobster. It's like lobster bisque. I don't know. It's lobster something. So that's more so cheese than it is. Yeah, you might be alright, but I maybe like cheese chips with some kind of lobster twang. You probably shouldn't try it out. I think I'm gonna eat it. Okay, well, don't watch it. They gonna watch it down. If I die, I die. (laughs) Uh, Beautiful calamity is natural hair because obviously my hair is is natural oh and like everyday girl beauty shit like i'm not a beauty guru so it is not gonna be shit that you can't like i like watching those videos but i got a regular job and i do regular shit and i'm not finna be walking out with 15 layers of makeup on my face so like if you somebody that like makeup but find that other channels have it's too fancy for the shit you do in your personal life check out my channel there might be what you looking for because Whenever I'm looking for some shit, I'm always like, bitch, I can't wear that to work. It's too much. It's too much. So I will be restarting that on next week as well. Also, we are still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer um, on the show, you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, or you can catch us on our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. But of course, first, we got to hit y'all with this poetry. We do. I think I went first last time. You have no idea. You should go first because your ass skipped the whole week. That <laughs> was sick. I don't care about me. you being sick. <laughs> I was sick. I'll record. I mean, I'll go first. You'll record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go. You know what I'm saying? Let you be sick. Now, this poem is all over I the place. I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be sick. I was sick. I mean, that's what you say. <laughs> um,. This poem all over the place. It's called My Misconception, but this is one of my early works. Okay. My misconception and deception is that it can be resolved. As the world revolves and we evolve, I know it's not true. It's not you, but it's me. I never meant to hurt you or for that matter to help you, but look at yourself. You see fire and for me, you step through. 
Your desire for me is what is beyond what I can be adept to. I shouldn't feel like an idol. My Bible tells me that being so I decided to take a step back. It's too much love bad. Too much of anything can be dangerous. And somehow love found a way to strangle us, dangle us from the ends of fate to bring us here. Boy, destiny knows how to tangle us. Man, this is strange to us. Well, at least strange to me. Being a good man is what my aim should be, but I love walking on the edge, living dangerously. I just never plan for it to involve your heart. You're not the girls that say they want a good man, but always end up with a hood man, always talking about slanging the wood man. The I love him. He's just misunderstood, man. The little nigga that wish he could, man. Oh, you still don't know what kind of dude I'm talking about? The kind that says he never hits on a woman but slaps on you. When you catch him in a lie, he snaps on you. The one that threatens to leave you, straps on shoes, and leaves you home alone while you have no clues. He comes back when he's sad on the blues, and you love him so much you don't feel had or used. It's a vicious cycle till you figure out how many times you've been mad or abused, trapped in the booze, crapped and confused. Yeah, that's the dude. You're one of the girls that really wants a good man, but I'm sorry, that just ain't me. No matter how majestically you paint me, I still dibble-dabble, so all I can feel like is scribble-scrabble. I know when you spew my words, you only hear empty babble, but just listen. I'm letting you go so you can lead a better life. You know one where you are happy, and instead of strife, you can find a better man and become his wife. See, my misconception has been that I deserve the best, but to be honest, I deserve nothing even close to less. That's it. Oh, shit. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah, I snap, ain't shit. Snap. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the, the, the summary. Um, well, I decided not to do an angry poem because I am angry. So we, do know, we know you got them. I have We know them, you got them. And I'm currently angry at niggas right now, but I'm not going to do an angry poem. I'm going to do a poem about a nigga that is shit. As opposed to one that ain't. <laughs> it is called a poetic wet dream. What? I know. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> That's the name of it. A poetic okay. wet dream. He is indescribable. And all the other guys couldn't be his rival. Of course, they're viable. At one time, they per- they served a purpose until he came on the scene with a soul that shines so bright, you're blinded by its gleam and you're forever changed. As soon as his brown eyes are turned your way and there's nothing to say, he leaves you speechless. Reduce the childlike babble as you try to find the words. Words. Words will never be enough to explain. And so silently, your souls have their own private exchange. Hi, hello, how are you? Do you like me? Check box one or box two. Old school note passing somehow seems to fit as elementary and yet so very complex. And you're vexed because you haven't said a word, not a sound, not a whisper. No noise has been heard, but you're connected now because amazing he is. And somehow you know that you'll forever be his. He is still out there. But I no longer search because every little tear and every little hurt brings me closer to him and our paths will soon cross. See, I wait for the man that can have me at a loss for words. And yes, it's unheard of. My pen continually leaks and no matter what I'm feeling, my pen continually speaks. So you may not know what I mean. See, a love that renders me speechless is my poetic wet dream. Okay. Snap, snap, snap. This it. This it. Okay. So. Now we're going to get into these letters. We got three this week. We do. Uh, do you want to do the short one in the middle of the two long ones? or do No, the let's one do first? them in the order of, of, of having received them. So let's do... I think Collins was Yeah, Collins first. was first. Okay. So... I read them. 
Are you gonna read all of them? Yeah, I, I read the other ones, but all right, I'll read them. Fine. <laughs> you always read. I do. <laughs> so, shit, I want people to know I got reading skills. <laughs> I had when I was in school, a kid came up to me and said, "Eddie, I like how you read." That's my name. I mean, I said okay. my name for. That's how you. I like how you read. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the teacher was like, but it was me and this other dude who was competing. <laughs> but he didn't know we were competing. I knew we were competing. <laughs> but the problem was I was trying to read so good, I wasn't comprehending nothing that I was reading. Oh, so I read, and then I don't know what in the hell just happened in the passage. <laughs> I fixed that at some point, but we were reading um, Hatchet. What the fuck is Hatchet? It's like Castaway. Oh, okay. It's a kid that the plane crashed and he was out there and all he had was a hatchet to do shit with something like that i don't okay. know i don't remember okay colin hey y'all i'm back <laughs> summer has usually been drake's season but i think his career is dead real talk that said what's in your summer rotation i'm loving childish gambino's two summer singles he dropped if you haven't listened yet you should he's a true genius and kanye is still trash don't at me Wakanda forever, Colin. Kanye is trash, and we're gonna talk about um, just how trash he is actually later on in the show. Uh, I don't know that I agree that Drake's Drake is in, like his almost his whole fucking album is in the top of the charts right now. So I don't know that that's true because Drake. I think people thought that was gonna happen after this beef, but he didn't even respond. He just put his fucking album out and is doing better than Pusha T. I think Drake. Better than Pusha T. I mean, Pusha T wasn't gonna do true Drake numbers I'm no way. Just saying, still. So better than Pusha D. Let's like Fortnite is doing better than PUBG. Fortnite is free. Okay, <laughs> everybody can download it for free. It's just not a fair comparison in that situation. Okay. If all these kids had moment, I don't know Fortnite. It's a better game in a lot of respects because. PUBG ain't really updating shit like they supposed to be. <laughs> if you play PUBG, you know what in hell I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Fortnite is like on season five, which means they've upgraded the game five times, and PUBG just like added some new web, new new attachments to the gun. <laughs> anyway, we can we can have a whole conversation about that. But um, I mean, I've Amine. I like Amine. Amine. Everybody probably knows. Have you or have you heard the Childish Gambino tracks? He talking about? I have not. I was intending to listen to. Um, it, it's got summer in the title, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I haven't listened Before, to it yet. Yeah. Um, but if it's anything like, oh, uh, this is America. I'm gonna love him because I was. I still listen to This Is America. They just the chill. Time. They just really. You know, if this is America is, you got to watch this 20 times. You got to listen to this 10 times. The tracks that he got are great tracks, but they like tracks that you just forget that's on and can be on repeat and just be on all day long. But that's what a summer hit is. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is like you said, if it's anything like this is America, it's, I feel like they were released to intentionally be the complete yeah. opposite of that. It's, it's like... Just chill, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what that is. So my music profile is where I listen to the same shit that I like over and over and yes. over and over again yeah. until something come something gotta bump that shit out the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like the four. I don't know if y'all seen that show, The Four, before. The four. Yeah, it's just another one of them singing shows. No. Uh 
essentially um Megan Trainer, P. Diddy, and is his name still P. Diddy? I don't know. But yeah, Sean, Sean Combs, Combs <laughs> and DJ Khaled are on a panel. Is he yelling? Always. <laughs> Always. It, that dude, like, you know, you get to see more of their personality when they're on shows like this. Uh, he is legitimately that positive and he is really emotional. <laughs> he is like emotional positive. <laughs> like his emotions just channel and pull into positive speak and shit. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> but that show is where four people pretty much have been chosen by the judges to sit in these four chairs. And now new people get to come in and perform for the judges. If the judges approve them, they get to choose somebody to challenge up on the four. Mm, so there can only ever be four people at a time. Yes. So you had to bump folks exactly. Out. Okay. And the audience votes. The judges don't even vote on who won. The audience audience vote on who win. Mm. And so that's how my music is. I got like four albums that I straight listen to, <laughs> and a album, a new album come out, and I listen to it, and that album got to bump one of them other four <laughs> off, and you know it, it go out the rotation. But right now, I'm listening to old albums. Me too. That's what I was saying about Amine. Yeah. Uh, so most people know Amine know from is. Caroline. Yeah, you probably heard that song. Um, if you heard Caroline, you probably recognize it. The only Caroline I know is from Andre 3000, Roses. Oh, yeah. Not that. Ca- Caroline. The crazy one. <laughs> yes. Put makeup on the mirror and crash. Yes. This Caroline is like his girlfriend, and she's amazing. But he has another song called Heebie-Jeebies. And I love that song, and I've been playing that song over and over again. Same thing. I don't think Rag and Bone Man is old. Yeah, that song, Human. Love that song. <laughs> um, who else? I have been listening to. So I actually been trying to listen to more local artists. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Um, what is we connected so Club Monster. Yeah, so we connected to. to Cole Jackson of the Government Name Podcast, who is the uh, CEO of BYNK Radio, uh, him and Troublemaker from Black Mary Fly. Yes, they have a radio station. Yeah, they got a radio station, yeah. and, and we do some of the photography and videography. And videography when yeah. you know he do interviews. We ain't professionals, no, you know not. what I'm saying? So, but we free. If labor. You see the interviews? Don't don't take it out on on them. It's us. We're but, free labor, man. Uh, but because of that, it's starting to put me into the local Birmingham music scene. Mm-hmm. So, Club Monster. That preseason song, like when I get on the elliptical, I still. Yeah, preseason is ridiculous. I love but that song. When God's Ready. Yeah, it's When God's Ready. Yeah. That's the name of their album. Mm-hmm. Uh, love More. Yes. Which the name of her album is Simp Girl. Yes. Uh, and then Schoolie Escobar just came out with a new album. We're actually going to. Call When All Else Fails. Gonna interview him again i think soon so and so i listened to his album yesterday i actually like it like i you know it's hard for me to get into music but i like his album it's, it's pretty chill but i so i've been in the local music scene but as far as uh as far as but those albums are all on spotify so if you just want to go oh, yeah, see what yeah, the world birmingham yeah. talking about yeah then you can go check them albums out but i've still been listening to sir who is on tde he got two albums. I don't think his first album was released on TDE. I think his second one was, mm. if I'm not mistaken. 
But man, both of those albums are good. I've been listening to Moses Sumney. Is is his album? His name Aromanticism is is very very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson Pack's album Malibu. Oh my god! Oh man, I just I come that, down. Well, forever be my favorite song about him. I, I love, love the album because when you when you and when you and uh. Oh yeah, uh, Leroy Ketchum. Leroy Ketchum came over here. Both of y'all said that song like it's amazing. Yeah, I love that song. At the same time, song, with no collaboration. Love that song. Uh, BJ the Chicago Kid. I don't like the content of his. Is he the one album. y'all was singing that raggedy ass song? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is I this? I kept singing a song and he got a line that says something about being. I want to feel. <laughs> I want you to feel the love that I have inside me, inside you oh. tonight. It just sounds so cringy. It, it, he got half of his songs is cringy. One of them is basically about him messing up the whole time. But I'm glad that you fight for me. Oh, it's fuck like off. how was it a fight if you messing up? Like how was that a fight for her? Uh, to me, that's poor decision making. Fuck off. But like, so I, I don't like the content, but I really like how he's saying. Um, Ro James. Uh, I've been listening to Ro James. Ro James. Yeah. Who was that? Um, it's like. Not Neo Soul, but like, you would like him. I think. I think you would like Ro James. I still been listening to Pusha T. Ooh, I, Imagine Dragons, and they have a new track out. I gotta listen to. I haven't listened I don't to, it, but know I'm. How I feel about Imagine Dragons. You don't like Imagine Dragons? Uh, I mean, I listened to their first album. And it was okay, but like, it wasn't enough to make me say, "When is their next album coming out?" Thunder, feel the thunder. There's an artist named Toby Nwigwe. Apparently, he's playing the NFL. His album is named The Originals. I like it for some reason. It's rap. He got like a video on Facebook where it's like, is he really flowing? Mm-hmm. So I listened to the album and, and it's okay. But I also have been listening to a lot of like shit that I listened to when we when we were in college, like Lil John, uh, Lil Scrappy, like that whole Atlanta scene that was uh, Yin Yang Twins. Like I have a whole playlist on Spotify but where I've been listening to. Let that. me tell you something that I've really, really been stuck on lately. Lately, I mentioned the four. Mm-hmm. But I've been stuck on all of these different shows where they perform music. Yeah. Just because I really, really like hearing different renditions of songs that I like. And I like hearing new renditions of songs that I didn't expect to hear. Um, I've heard. uh, See, I don't. I have my favorite ones from like. um, Is it. Britain's Got Talent and America's Got Talent and mm-hmm. they do that a lot where they take renditions of songs and either slow it down. This guy, I can't remember what his name is. He did a rendition of Creep that was so fucking amazing by Radiohead. It was amazing. This dude on the four did uh, this dude on the four did one last season. A Creep? Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. It was good. You should hear that. Um, This girl on the uh What's the oh America's Got Talent? Mm-hmm. She did uh, a rendition of "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Natural Woman." Oh, okay, that was great. Is this girl? I'm just telling, going down some. If you gonna look for some, yeah. One girl does get lucky. She play a harp. Uh, I think I've seen her on a, a lot of them. Like go on yeah. different shows. I think yeah. I've seen her before. But one of my favorite ones, though, it ain't really singing. Did, she did good. Like but it's that. this girl. Her name is I think Darcy Lynn. But she won. Oh my god, the, the ventriloquist. The yeah, the ventriloquist. She was amazing, and she could fucking sing. 
She could see with her mouth halfway closed. Like, like she was, it was a ama- she pulling notes, and she had two different voice because she had the mouse. Did you see all of her performances? And the old lady, the mouse, oh, yeah, the, old the old lady, lady and the, the rabbit. rabbit, yeah, and could sing. It was amazing, amazing. Oh my god, I was so. I love. So Darcy that's what Red. I've been on lately. I've been like, yeah. Cause it's channels on YouTube that literally just combine yeah. a whole bunch of, <laughs> and it'll be like the voice top 10 performances. Mm-hmm. And it's like 25 minutes long. Yep. And I watched the whole thing and I just been doing that golden buzzers. That's on America's what American Got and Britain's got talent. That yeah. I, those are the ones that I watch a lot to see which ones encourage the judges to hit the golden buzzer. The yeah. creep guy got one. Yeah. Darcy Lynn got one. Yeah. Um, it's a dude that got one that shouldn't have. It's an old dude that did this song called Wiggle Wine. Wiggle Wine. It's a, oh. like an old Jamaican dude. He was just like, Wiggle Wine. But everybody, it, like, they, they also account the energy that you bring into yeah. the room and stuff sometimes, too. Yeah. Sometimes I've been like, really, though? If you really think he's going to win this competition, though, with this? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. But I think a lot of them be like, messages because yeah. some people's stories yeah like the girl who sang natural woman how we pretty much said this is to all them bullies that bullied you boom you oh, know yeah. so like boom we support bullies here at you know we support the bullying bully. prevention yeah. at you know so i think some of them are australia but that's really kind of what i've been on lately i, I just like I hearing different of renditions of all them songs man i i know that ain't everybody's taste but this isn't songs like and and everybody's gonna probably think i'm insane <laughs> You know how Dr. Pimple Popper is like really popular on, on and I don't mm-hmm. watch that. I don't watch. She got a show though. They're giving her an entire show based around her doing that shit because people just really enjoy watching that. I haven't been watching that, but I have been watching <laughs> earwax removal videos. My God. <laughs> I, there's something so satisfying about seeing that ear clean at the end of all of it like and you would be amazed like this these are like extreme cases so these are people whose hearing is being impacted by the so it's a lot my old roommates when i was at aum you remember zach white boy white boy on the ba- only pledge, white boy on the basketball and pledge, team uh, not Calvary, yeah, pledge sigma. sigma yes he I was the only David. basketball player white yeah. basketball player he yes. was my first roommate oh okay. oh i didn't know you roommate with david he was his folks was rich yeah he married some girl from iceland or somewhere no you talking about david who did you say zach zach i don't remember zach he was the only Zach played soccer. I mean, David played soccer, I want to say. No, he played basketball. And he was the one that played Sigma. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did play Sigma. Zach played Sigma too. Did he? Yeah. But he left I AUM probably had to see him. He left AUM at some point. Yeah. I probably he, had to see him, I know him. His folks was rich, though. Like, they were like, when they said we're moving in together, they just, one day we came and they just furnished the whole apartment with everything. And then he left, like, and everything was gone. No, 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 no. Oh. He left. They came and got their stuff when he left. Mm-hmm. But she also like gave me all the money from the rest of the seven months oh. of what he would have to pay. Mm-hmm. It was like here you go, and I was like, "Well, shit, this was <laughs> this was a deal." But his <laughs> one of his brothers had uh, his stepbrother was he had he didn't wasn't he didn't clean himself well, so he had. Zach told me a story about his brother having crystallized earwax in mm-hmm. his ear and he had to have surgery for that junk. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just, I didn't care about it at all because I seen this dude dip a hot dog in mayonnaise. And he asked for 
the wing juice at the bottom of the wing oh basket, which is just grease. And he drank that shit. I was like, my God. That's so disgusting. So I ain't care nothing about him and everything that was connected to him at that point was disgusting. So Illwax for me, I think about him and all his connected shenanigans <laughs> when I think about Illwax. So, but see, the thing I have a problem with with those videos and things is I'm okay with them existing as long as I don't know they exist. But for some reason, some people who find this really oddly satisfying <laughs> appeasement from the shit, they think you going to find it too. No. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to yeah, find out. I would bomb. never tell anybody to watch them. And I don't even know how I came across. Like, somehow, I, I don't even know. One day in my recommended videos, it was there. Don't know why I watched it. And at first I was like, uh. But then it's like, it's so satisfying once it's all clean. And they use like a vacuum to get it out. I don't Hell know. No, but that's yeah, disgusting. it is disgusting. But it's, I don't know. <laughs> Hell <working>. no. <laughs> anyway, that's what we are listening that to, is- Colin. <laughs> but I do suggest, look, listen, if y'all haven't, if y'all haven't watched any of those like music shows, I, I would suggest you go to at least the Golden Buzzer yeah, ones the on America's ones. Got Talent. And for the, vo- uh, for the four they got some good performers on there, man. It's, it's just got good. They got good people, but I, I like that show. But I like them kind of shows. So that's kind of where I get my music fixed from in the middle of not listening to new stuff. But if y'all got some stuff that, you know, y'all listen to, then that's cool. Panic at the Disco got a new album. Uh-huh. I have listened to their new album. I hadn't listened to it enough to see if they're going to bump one of my other albums out of the four, <laughs> but I've listened to it. So I like Panic at the Disco. Uh, I got some other artists that I, I fool with, but. Next question is going to be coming from Melanie. Okay. Who's wrote in before? She's wrote in before, which she will She's on that um, she will let us know. Yeah. In this letter. Uh Hello Conversation Con Artist. I'm Melanie. I wrote to you guys months ago after the tornado came to my town during the blackout. We listened to the podcast. Yeah. Fast forward, we are still listening to you guys. Appreciate that. I do skip over when the discussion goes to porn. My office is mostly people of color, all white, and one Becky. It's okay. Becky knows that she is the office Becky. (laughs) They gave me some questions for the listener letter portion, so here they are. Okay, and there's a bunch. What are your... I'm going to read them all, and then we can... Or do you want to answer them as we... Let's just answer them as we go. Okay. Well, she got some more stuff at the bottom. Go ahead and read them through and then we'll go back and answer someone. Okay. What are your views on Talkspace? If you fly to a foreign country for a college friend's destination wedding, bride goes AWOL, should you be reimbursed in any way? Advice for anyone moving to the South, anything they should know prior to packing? Do you think the Thai assistant coaches is going to be fired once the media coverage dies down or is he about to be offered every coaching job in the region? So what are some positive things about living in Mississippi? We don't live in Mississippi. See, that's what I didn't understand. I think she thinks that we live in Mississippi. She South, we live yes, in Alabama. But it's Alabama, so we can give you Alabama, not Mississippi. But don't get me wrong, Mississippi and Alabama are fuckery twins. So yeah, so whatever we say, well, yeah, we'll and they go apply both ways. Yeah. So I have to say, I love the idea of a drive-through funeral. Cuts <laughs> out me sitting listening to the pastor try to make a person's life sound better than it was. Yes. Over exaggerated wailing on the casket, yes. I'm for it. 
Yeah. You guys talked about fairy tales a while back. Honestly, they're all insane. The original story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears is three guys, not related, <laughs> living in the woods. Goldilocks is an old lady. While trying to escape the men, she jumps out of a window, breaks her neck, and she's dragged to local authorities. God damn. I'm a transplant Yankee who has never been inside of a Cracker Barrel. The name just doesn't seem very welcoming to my ethnicity. I'm going to just trust red and go try to bake apples, though. They're delicious. On that same topic, Promised Land's Midnight Chocolate is amazing. Meh. Completely worth it. Thanks for reading this. Okay. Which well. makes us chocolate milk siblings. <laughs> I really, really, I'm really glad that you enjoy. When you think that the when you your favorite milk is my favorite milk, we are milk siblings. Let me just real quick because we talking about milk talk about how fucking mad i was last weekend because we helped cole jackson out with a interview of love more last week and we went to go get ice cream well when it got faux but we also got ice cream afterwards um and so there's a place called the big spoon here in birmingham and they had a uh, vegan uh, flavor that was like pistachio and something and vegan meaning that there does not, they don't use cow's milk because I'm lactose intolerant and it was good and I was excited and I was the one who had the idea to fucking go to the Big Spoon do you know these motherfuckers no longer have that flavor and I had to get a sorbet which she used the scoop from an ice cream that she had just made for somebody to scoop my sorbet and I still ended up getting sick. I was so mad. <laughs> so angry. So I don't care nothing about y'all little funky ass chocolate milk. You can't be a hater your whole life. I can't have it so I don't care. You need to be mad at your <laughs> biological system. You also, we got approached by a guy that was a trainer who... <laughs> We got approached by a dude who looked like he was about 40, 45. Yes. And he gave us all business cards saying, hey, my gym is over here. It was over here. Because, you know, when people come, I ask questions. You know, yeah. I don't just. And so he was like, it used to be over here. I'm over here now. And now I'm over here. And he gave us. And on the back of Reds, he wrote his personal <laughs> phone number. Oh, we. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. And I was just ready to go after that because he was still. <laughs> he was still out there. Well, the thing is, I imagine that he didn't approach you verbally because you were with two dudes. Yeah. So either one of us could have been somebody that you dated. So how disrespectful <laughs> is he that he put his number on the back of one of them cards like you weren't going to say nothing or is something? That, so even if I was with one of y'all, once I showed y'all what he did, it still could have been a confrontation. Like, that wasn't smart on it his part. Been. Like It was so weird. I think that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's so weird. That was weird. It was real, real. Okay, okay, okay. So back up to the question. What are your views on talk space? That's not ther online therapy. Is that yeah. what talk space is? Talk space is online counseling. Oh, uh, I mean <laughs> What? It has its purposes. What do that mean? What do you mean? It has its purposes. Yeah, I mean like so. I've gone to a few um, ethics uh, workshops or whatever, and you know there are people that have an issue with like, you know, just all the 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 ethical things that the the man, that regular ethics manual don't take into account when it comes to this because the technology they they haven't kept up with the technology as far as ethics are concerned. 
So yeah, I mean, but it it serves a purpose for people who you know there are people that can't get out of their house for numerous reasons or can't travel for numerous reasons. What if you have a gore? Is it agoraphobia? Were you afraid to go outside? I don't. I don't know. I think it's agoraphobia. Where you like you stay inside your house because that of might the be fear. might be it. And so getting therapy for that a little difficult if you can't leave. Your so home. I actually applied to be a talk space therapist. Their training is so rigorous. I mean, and that's probably to combat people who have an issue with doing it online. Well, I have problems with. I have some problems with it with the platform mm-hmm. it's a combination of appropriate therapy with trying to maintain a long-term client base mm-hmm. so they tell you stuff like we don't do solution focused you know what i'm saying oh, okay. they you end up having to go to, like if you if you end up, if your clients in services or if you say that services are done like they have a training with you letting you know how to extend it well that's it make up. it seem like it's a problem but I do think Talkspace is a positive platform. Now, the reason I had an issue with it initially is because I needed to know whether Talkspace was taking the place of sitting in an office, meeting with somebody physically, if it was taking the place of, of counseling that we are used to, or if it was its own carved out platform for a specific group of people that it benefits. It seems like it's its own carved out platform. That's what I learned. Yeah, I, I think it's its own carved out platform. I think Talkspace is very beneficial for people who have not reached the threshold of needing to sit in front of somebody, mm-hmm. but it's something that can help them keep from getting to the point of having to sit in front of somebody. Or like, think about people that don't have therapists near them. The rural, people that live in rural areas who may have access to Wi-Fi and internet services, but not... Well, you know, they teletherapy is starting to take off now. Okay. I mean, I think Medicaid, like, it's easy for me, my agency now to become tele teletherapy providers. Mm. We just have to have a, a specific type of computer. We have to have a specific type of software mm-hmm. and we have to, you know, make sure that uh, it's encrypted, but we can do service. Like at this point you can do services through Wi-Fi mm-hmm. with other people, you know, but there, there are people who don't have access just because, you know, you yeah. live in a small town it's not you're not gonna have and a small town people everybody know everybody so you just may not even be comfortable if there is a th- one therapist that you know what i'm saying like yeah so it gives options to people who may not have other options otherwise but what i will say about talk space is that talk space should not be regarded as full-blown therapy there is just nothing that replaces sitting in a room with somebody um, measuring out the relationship, seeing their facial expression, body seeing language, body language yeah. seeing how they respond, actually having a physical connection with somebody. Yeah. Talk space does not take the place of that. I think talk space is something where you're considering counseling and you want to get into seeing how counseling is through something like talk space, but they are two different platforms. If talk space don't work for you, I don't want you to say therapy don't work. Oh, yeah. I want you to say Talkspace might not have been an appropriate platform. Maybe I should see somebody. Yeah. You know, but uh, but I mean, like I said, on my side, I don't like the fact that they really they do drive in trying to make sure you keep clients on your caseload. Because, I mean, your goal in working with a client is to come to a resolution for whatever issues that they're having. It's not to 
keep them for as long as possible you know if you can use solution-based therapy solution-focused therapy and, and help them quicker that should be what you want to do it shouldn't be like let me just hang on to them for as long as possible that's terrible and i was going to do talk space but then i realized that means i am in my time between actually doing counseling i'll be doing more counseling mm-hmm. and i just out. don't want to burn myself out and, and you so will get burned out. if i'm gonna do something to supplement my income i'm thinking about actually doing shipped me too which you can make a thousand dollars my cousin my cousin's wife makes four hundred dollars every week two days worth of work yeah he said she's met some people that do a full-time that pretty much can make thousand uh, dollars a week they make a thousand dollars a week and it's basically you go buy groceries for people yep and then take them to them yep and then you go buy groceries for the next person and take them to them i mean it's just utilizing people in the community like uber like yeah. airbnb it's just utilizing people in the community for a service that helps um but talk space is the same thing it utilizes people in the community but it's for a very specialized yeah you know service which is counseling so talk space is cool but on the hierarchy on the hierarchy of you needing help or uh, depending on the level of help i recommend going to find you a local therapist that you mesh well with yep that'll be good uh, if you can't find anybody that you mesh well with or you are not the kind of person that has the time and availability to just truly get out and go then talk space will be you know behind that if you you know for consistency sake if you can't do talk space um at least finding somewhere to go where you can meet somebody like once or twice a month Mm -hmm. will be under that and then under that will just be finding somebody in your community that so a a person in your you know social group that is that can give you some positive input just to that you trust to go back and forth with but that Mm -hmm. is on the very bottom that should not be dependent on it is not counseling but in the sense of somebody needing to get things out that's that's important no 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 what will be above that is probably journaling Oh yeah, journaling, writing, getting whatever problems are going on out of your system, so that when you do get to a point to go to counseling, you can have some of this stuff. I gotta order journals. Plotted out already. I'm gonna start giving journals out to some of my clients because getting them to go and purchase one, I'm just gonna start giving them to them. <laughs> I get journals with locks on them, but this is because we deal with foster foster care. Okay. These these are for adults, so. Oh okay yeah. okay yeah, but for the kids, I give them journals with a lock on them. Yeah. Um, if you fly to a foreign country for a college friend's destination wedding, bride goes AWOL. Should you be reimbursed in any way? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if y'all recall my perspective on weddings, but you need to stay married forever. If I come to your wedding, and if it's I'm a, a part destination of your wedding. wedding Nigga, I didn't flew to Puerto Rico. Well, the fuck it is, y'all decided to get married. Y'all get married, or somebody's giving me my airfare back. See, my perspective of a destination wedding is if I do a destination wedding, it's because I don't want y'all to come. <laughs> and so I would think if somebody tell me they're doing a destination wedding, I'm not gonna go. But people do destination weddings because they want to. Like they still expect people to come. They still have like the bridal party. They still have all of that. I ain't coming to your destination wedding when you get married. (laughs) I ain't coming to your destination wedding unless you pay for it. I'm going to the courthouse, so I ain't having no destination. I just I'm gonna have a reception. I'm not having no fucking wedding. I'm sorry. I done already told my mama you need to just go ahead and start accepting this shit now. Unless you're going to pay for it and plan it, we going to the courthouse and then we'll all celebrate at the reception. I don't want no fucking wedding. It's too much trouble. But 
yeah i i would want i would be mad like half the something you i'm gonna be compensated for me taking off work getting my passport and shit together flying to wherever the fuck it is y'all decided to go get married like yeah i want some money i want some compensation the only way i feel like this will work is if the wedding is perceived as my vacation <laughs> if I just plan to go to Puerto Rico or wherever the destination is and just enjoy myself there and the wedding is some side shit I'm gonna do, that's cool. <laughs> now, if this is a situation where I go to a wedding and I'm expected to be deeply involved and I do this and I do that and I can't do anything that another country will offer in order to be there with y'all and that shit happen, re- I don't think I'm gonna get reimbursed from them, but somebody getting some hands. <laughs> I don't give a damn somebody <laughs> uncle I'm gonna find somebody that's weaker than me they getting hands I'm gonna wait for somebody to talk the first person who say you know it's not a big deal they get hands I'm missing work I already don't like to fly we ain't been able to do shit in this exotic ass location that they chose cause we been doing this wedding shit then y'all ain't gonna get married the fuck yeah I would be upset. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see, turn I would listen. be more than likely would be there for the bride. And I, bitch, if you don't look, y'all get this. You getting married? You're getting married. I ain't even want to come. You had to convince me because you would have to convince me to go. You didn't begged and pleaded, and now you think you ain't finna marry this nigga? Oh, you somebody getting married? So you can pick one of your bridesmaids to go down the aisle. Somebody is marrying that nigga today. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna channel my inner Liam Neeson. <laughs> Or John Wick, <laughs> or uh, Denzel from The Equalizer. Who's name? Robert from The Equalizer. I'm gonna channel all. The, we going to find this woman. Okay, I don't know where she at. We don't know what she doing. But I got a particular set of skills. It's called. I ain't finna waste my money on this trip. We finna go get her, and she finna get married, whether she like it or not. This is happening. Like why is she even a while? I mean, depending on where we at. What if we in Mexico? She might have got kidnapped. I mean, I don't, don't want to jump to conclusions. <laughs> All the thing that I would accept is if that bitch got kidnapped. If she got kidnapped, okay, you couldn't help that. And y'all can still get married. We finna find this bitch because this wedding is happening. So we need to find what cartel took her. It's still gonna happen. But I can accept that better than if she just decided that you don't want. You should have decided in the states, bitch, that you didn't want to marry him before we all flew out here. Because you already knew you had cold feet. You should have just called that shit off before I played for this plane ticket. Somebody's getting married today. I, I got another exception. What's happening? I got another exception. Another exception is if, because it specifically say the bride goes AWOL. Yes. So if we get there and he like do some bachelor party shenanigans or bang a stripper or something like that and people find out about it. She has permission to not marry this dude. Well, I'm gonna whoop his ass. Me. Yeah, I'm like, he's getting hands. <laughs> he's getting hands, and I don't do bachelor parties. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't participate in shenanigans. Like I said, first forty-eight. <laughs> if my friends, if I'm ever with some goons, they gonna have had a disclaimer with me to drop me off on the corner before y'all do some bullshit. <laughs> you gonna be like, oh, what you call it, uh, boys, boys in the hood, where he was like all hyped to go and. And uh, avenge Ricky, and then he had them drop him off in the like. <laughs> Cause I tell them dudes at the bachelor party, if you do some relationship jeopardizing shit, your relationship will be jeopardized. <laughs> so disinvite me from the bachelor party if you don't trust yourself, <laughs> because I will tell. I'm a snitch. 
Yeah, we gonna whoop his ass. I'm a snitch for love. <laughs> I ain't a snitch for crime. I ain't put myself I in. I am a snitch for crime. If I'm gonna, if I if, listen, let me tell you this. Anybody who know me, that's friends with me, don't do no illegal shit in front of me. No, 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 no. no. I was, I was, you know, I'm telling to save my ass. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like yes. if y'all know that y'all should not have involved me in this, and y'all do, I'm letting them know what happened. <laughs> I'm a truth teller. I tell truths. You know. And I will do it voluntarily because yeah. apparently in the first forty-eight, if you don't, if they have to get it out you after they come find you, then you get the same time they get down there. So yes, I I'm snitch. going to be reimbursed, or I'm taking my coins out somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Only two ways this finna happen. Yep, something's gonna happen. I'm gonna feel re- like I got my money's worth either way. Your daddy old and not really prepared to put up fisticuffs. Oh, you should have thought about up. that shit before you <laughs> disappeared on you us. What's about his daddy old ass is fucked up. He might even whoop my ass. You, you know, might. old men fight dirty. You know, yeah, they do. If you grapple with an old man, they'll straight punch you in your kneecap, <laughs> bust it clean, turn your kneecap <laughs> into dust. You gotta go to the hospital after that fight. Don't fight old men. <laughs> Prepare for dirty fight. Oh, Jesus. What's the next question? Advice for anyone moving to the South. Anything they should know prior to packing. It's hot as fuck. It's humid as fuck. So it's like, it's a moist heat. It's not like a dry heat like out West. It is a very moist, disgusting. It's like living in a sponge sometimes. It's just gross. So It's like being steamed. (laughs) If you have a steam... First off, if you cook and you cook your broccoli or your beans or some kind of porous vegetable, if you put it in the water, you fucking up. Yeah. Okay. You need to cook it over the water and let the steam cook it. That way it maintains most of its moisture. Yes. But that's what happens to you in the South. (laughs) It's already kind of like weird hot down here. It's like, well, it's super dry hot. And when it rains... The way that the ground start to evaporate the heat, you can see it. You just yeah. smoking, yep. but you just being steamed outside. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, if you're not from here, people are friendly as fuck. And so if, you, if you're if you used to being somewhere where niggas walk by each other and don't say shit, that is not how it is here. People going to be speaking to you all the time. That's just what they do. Like, And sometimes... Like I've lived here my whole life, and sometimes it still take me aback because I don't be. I walked to the mailbox at work yesterday, and like it was a lady coming from the opposite direction. I was just gonna walk by her because I was focused on like going to check the mailbox, and like she was like, "Hey, how you do?" Like that's just what they do in the south. They're gonna speak to you, and you know if you if you're a black person, black male specifically. When you walk by mail, they're going to do a little head nod. Yep. It ain't nothing intimidating because yep. up north is intimidating. Yeah. Or they'll be like, what's up, man? Yep. Well, up north, what's up, man, is we about to throw hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People and, are just a lot friendly. Of that's just the culture down here. And if so. you're from up north, I mean, clearly that's not universal, but that was my experience when I went to Detroit. Yeah. But it was Detroit. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, listen, before you pack, this is the first thing you need to do before you pack is you need to ask yourself. If you must make this move, <laughs> like why are you coming to the South? Yeah, are you like are you running for the law? <sighs> if so, why not go to the West? Why yeah, choose yeah. the South? Because you know what I'm saying. Like because I don't, also the same way that people will speak to you, you will have white people treat you a certain like it. It is very much the way that that is portrayed a lot of times as far as like the racism is concerned. So like take that into account 
before you move. I mean, racism ain't as bad down here as it is in some other places. I don't think. Really? You no, think so? no, I don't. I think, I think in the South we've learned like we are we are professionals at racism. <laughs> <laughs> Which means we're professionals at avoiding it. We're yeah. professionals at dealing with it, and we're professionals at not letting it escalate. Because right, dealing with race in the South at some point was a survival instinct. It was oh, a survival yeah. mechanism. So there's just certain places you don't go. I don't go to Clinton. Yeah, like black people <laughs> at some point realize that this is a survival mechanism because you can be hurt. Yeah, acting this way. So down south, I don't think that you're going to get hurt as readily as you would have in the past. But I think we've learned how to play our roles in the context but of racism. If you're coming from the outside, you may not know how That's to That's what play I'm saying, because <laughs> all of this racist shit happening mm-hmm. is not happening in the South. True. I mean, the Waffle House shit happening in yeah. the South. <laughs> but like, all these killings and shootings, they happen in the North, the Midwest, and out West. Yeah. All of this shit is happening everywhere but the South for real. South has this subtle, dim racism where it's yeah. like, if you come from the North, you're going to see this black people is used to white people's racist shit, yeah. and it don't really bother us as much. And But you're going to have some people that have problems with it, depending on what happened, but yeah. it ain't to the own level. So, Find um, you somebody, like, if you're if you're not from here, especially, like, I can only sp- speak as far as, like, places to avoid in Alabama. Find you somebody black that live here so that you know what city... Because, like, there are cities where you literally don't need to be after dark if you black because the police... Like, you just don't need to be there. And Clan, it don't mean... Uh, it, don't mean it don't mean, like, the Clan gonna drag you, you into the woods. You don't get hung up, but, like... But you, you probably get pulled over a lot. And get uh, hassled by the police. Uh, yeah. So there's just cities that you should probably just avoid if you're black or if you have to just drive through don't make no plan don't get gas there like you need to be gassed up so you can just ride on through that city and not fucking stop there so southern hospitality is probably gonna be irritating to you yeah because you're coming from too high north it's just <laughs> it's too much interaction <laughs> in a world where people don't that people act as if you don't exist in a lot of places like New you York. You literally and every single person you go to the mall, every person you walk by is either gonna give you the nod, they're gonna speak, if they're gonna make eye contact. Like that's just what I they just do, do it with here. people that I end up making eye contact with. Yeah. You know, most of the time I'm just looking all around in the environment. But if I make eye contact with you, yeah, I'll be like, What's up? And then I keep it moving, yeah. you know. And um, I mean, they're not gonna stop you to have a conversation, but even that, if you're not used to it, can become annoying because it's like, what the fuck is everybody? Yeah, <laughs> talking to me, shit. Dude, just southern hospitality is a real thing. So, church and football Jesus. are the epitome of people's existences it, here. You will be you need surprised to be... at how fucking serious niggas are about football down here, and it's a church everywhere. You like you, it'll be three churches on the same street within two miles of each other like it's just they everywhere so if you they gotta ask you what your football team is and, and they expect you, you to, to. <laughs> in alabama they expect you to say auburn or alabama, alabama. and they ask you what church you go to they yes. don't conceptualize that you might not go to church you might be oh, agnostic you might God. be uh, atheist they don't take that into consideration because you go to a church that's what people do you so everybody has one i've been asked that and i'm always just like my go-to answer is like i'm not from around here i go to church with my mom back home because i don't go to church (laughs) church and instead of having this conversation with this old ass lady that i don't no i don't want this to go any further than this so i give them that answer to shut it all down (laughs) so we don't have to go no further um 
You do not need if you're coming from up north, you don't need that big ass coat with the fur we going got, around the hood. We have spring, summer, fall, and maybe a little bit of winter every now and then. But like But if you come from somewhere with harsh winters, our winter, our worst winter, it's gonna be you outside with a short sleeve t shirt yep. on. It's just not bad weather wise. You're down not gonna here. need that North Face. But you need to figure out what you're gonna do about this damn heat. Yes. <laughs> That's a summertime. different beast, man. Yeah. Shit. I've I've been in 33 years worth of Alabama heat, so I'm good. You gonna come down here and sweat in ways you ain't <laughs> never sweated. You gonna sweat from places that you ain't never realized you were sweating from. And you gonna be wondering why people still outside and shit. Like why are we? Because we used to it. This so you gonna have to life. discover some new antiperspirants yep. or some stuff that's gonna keep you from sweating. You gonna have to put on an extra t-shirt that's gonna absorb most of your sweat, <laughs> so that the one on top don't be the only sweat. Like that's them tactics I have to. I'm I'm a hairy person, so I be you know sweating all over the place. So I have to have sometimes a wife beat on, which I don't. I'm gonna stop calling a wife beater, but a shirt on, yeah, and uh, a t shirt on under that, so that my top shirt don't be looking like I got out of a pool because it do sometimes. <laughs> Just from sitting in a chair and having my back to it. So I even have to have strategy. Like when I sit in a chair, sometimes I got to lean forward. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just so I don't like it's so many different things I got to do. If That's you're that a woman, Alabama. your ass is going to sweat. If you sit down for a certain amount of time somewhere where it's hot, you're going to get up. And your ass is probably going to be wet. You're going to sweat. Your ass will sweat. Mm-hmm. Underneath your boobs, you will have boob sweat. It just happens. It's, it's, you'll get used to it you find ways to avoid it keep your shirt a certain way but it's just what it is it's just fucking hot man it's fucking hot now, if you want, it's so much more to add to this conversation but if you want more I think I need to know where you're coming from and yeah. what part of the south you're moving to because Florida heat is even different than this yeah you know but and you got hurricanes and shit you gotta yeah. contend with in Florida but so. like I feel like the only reason a person would consciously move to Florida if they got family dying in Florida and they need to be taken care of. Or if you really like tripling your salary, yeah. that's when you go to Florida. Like I just, you know, or your major is, you, you got a major in Spanish. You can get paid like shit going down there, yeah. you know, with Spanish speaking capability. Uh, also, everything closed on Sundays. Yes. So, don't expect to come from the north and be able to damn do the same shit you did Saturday. Yeah. You got to get a lot of shit done on Saturday. A lot of it. A lot of it. All right. Do you think that the thought the thought do you think the tie assistant coaches uh, is going to be fired once the media coverage dies down, or is he about to be offered every coaching job in the region? Mm. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. Ah. Uh, Listen, I don't know. I don't know what Thai culture looked like in the regards of that. I mean, this. I think the Thai one of the coaches used to be a monk, you know. So I don't know how they regard that position. I don't know if they were doing this for serenity, peace purposes, or I don't know what they were trying to find in going through these caves to get to where they were going to whatever soccer field they were trying to go to. But um, I think it would just not be a good look if this coach get shitted on in any kind of way. So from my perspective, I think that it's going to continue. He's going to continue to get good press. I don't know if he'll get more jobs from it, but I just don't think he's going to get any negative press. I don't think none of them are going to get any negative press at all just because this was re- regarded as just a, re- a very positive moment in human history. 
in terms of how the world gathered around and trying to figure out how to get these boys out of the cave in terms of them keeping their composure down there in terms of them coming up with you know letting the weakest kids go out first mm -hmm. and the people after that come like I, I just think it was a positive moment in history and i don't think so well, what Cole I will Jackson say, was like fuck them <laughs> he did say that which was terrible it was contextual though still it was contextual i know but still but i will tell you right now i don't give a damn who over my life at the moment i don't care if it's a boss i don't care if it's a coach i don't care if it's i don't care if it's jesus <laughs> i ain't about to squeeze and wiggle my way around in no damn cave trying to get nowhere okay <laughs> I personally don't even believe if there is treasure down there. What's treasure if I can't spend it? True. You seen the Goonies? I have seen the Goonies. I ain't gonna go down there to try to get no damn treasure so that whole thing can collapse <laughs> on my ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't even getting the brain out of the money out. They still, no, they had jewels though, didn't they? They had a little bit of jewelry. They had a little bit of jewelry. That ain't enough. But yeah, I think that they, uh, I just don't think it's going to be a good media look because media has painted them in such a positive light. If you do something to them, then it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So, uh, so what are some positive things about living in Mississippi? Going to change that to Alabama. But because they fuckery twins, you know. Positive. Cost of living is cheap. I mean. Uh, Listen. <laughs> you can get good first-hand experience with racism <laughs> you know it's different is that good it's not as inflammatory i don't know it depends on if you're a journalist yes <laughs> you can build a whole career off of interactions with people you van could. jones coming down here in the country interviewing all kind of people <laughs> the messy truth you know what i'm saying he he making a living now so if you're a journalist great if you're a construction worker horrible yes because Latinos are going to be utilized by a lot of the companies around here yes. to do work that you get paid for. Nigga, it is it's a uh, a BP gas station like uh, down the yeah, street from, between us. They just be out there and niggas roll up and be like, "I need three and they just hop in and they go work today and get paid. But that's my and, and that's my problem with the American dialogue. It's like, how come ain't nobody put no responsibility on the business owners to stop utilizing that in order to make America fucking great again instead of saying the Latinos being here is the problem? No, the Latinos being at BP is because people will drive there. For their business to pay them barely anything to do the work. And the BP, per, like, they let, they, I mean, they just hang, any other place like that would be loitering and they would have them move. They just hang out there all day. They don't say shit to them. And what that does, what that does for the the business owner that is in the community is now they getting lowballed for services yep. that they should be getting paid more for because they know if they go with this company that you know hires the latinos mm -hmm. then they can pay less for it and i've and literally so, been there getting gay and it seriously they don't know anything about what the job is a white man will roll up in a truck and be like i need three and three of them will just jump in and then they're gone but clearly that's not a positive but as i was talking about earlier i just don't think racism is as bad here as it is in other places like living from day to day i think we have microaggressions yes, everywhere but i think like i just think that the conflict that happens in other places is higher than here with racism 
I don't know if there's anything else good. But you got to figure out how to navigate the jump. <laughs> what else is good about living? The cost of living is, I mean, like cost you said, the cost of living, of living is low, is but low. so is the quality of it. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, um, oh, oh, okay, okay. This is this is one for me. It's no traffic. Yes. Like a- In comparison to other places. Literally yes. zero traffic. Like, you can literally, if it take you 10 minutes to get to work, you can leave. Yes. In twelve minutes, and you can get to work. The yeah. only what will fuck you up is accidents, or you just caught all the red lights. Or construction. Because they've been doing a lot of construction on sixty-five years, though. You could run into some ducks, sheep, cows. You could. All kind of different animals in, in the road. You are. Yeah. True. Listen, um, Alabama and Mississippi got some of the highest obesity rates in the country. I can believe that. Which. Ain't necessarily good for us, but if you coming down here, you know we got the good snacks. <laughs> you know we got the good food. You know it's deliciousness around here. You know what I'm saying? So like food, that's legit. No traffic, that's legit. Cost of living. Cost of living, that's legit. Like if you legit been saving money up where you live at, yeah. and you come down here, you gonna be you gonna be in the game. Balling out of control. When you see how cheap it is to exist down here, like I had. A, a girl that lives in um like the DC metro area come mm-hmm. down here and see how big my apartment was and mm-hmm. was like, nigga, I'm jealous. Like, what the f- what y'all got going on down here for this? <laughs> she asked me how much it costs, and it costs like it's similar to a one bedroom up there with like a fraction of the space. God damn. Yeah, like it's crazy. Cost of living is high in a lot of places, but. I think that's about it because education sucks ass. Listen, this is what I, I have to say this. <laughs> I went to, there is a website called uh, statearankings.com. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when you look at Mississippi and Alabama, it's few categories that we not in the 40s. Yep. And it ain't number fucking 50 states. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mississippi is like 46 or lower on almost every scale, which is education. Yep cost not cost of living no. education quality of life yes um obesity yes uh, uh economics yes <laughs> down the whole scale you go down the whole scale it's just it's not good but yep. you know one thing that they will always tell you that i, I think is true to a degree is there's a lot of culture uh coming to the south you will feel a sense of community uh if you come from the north yeah it's a sense of isolation you know you are your own but when you come down to the south it's a greater sense of community like you will you will really really easily be able to connect to people you'll be really easily be able to find you a squad or a group of people that you know that you value somehow yeah. that's something that you don't get up north yeah. very often you know probably just because it's just the sheer amount of people you can't can't really invest in a lot of dialogue a lot of communication but i'm talking about far up north so it would depend on where you're coming from yeah but is- Home is where the heart is. I do not want to be buried in Alabama. No. Period. Nope. Is that all for her questions? That's all the questions, but I did want to make a comment about, you know, the drive through funeral. Look, I'm with it. I am with it. I don't have to listen to you lie about this person who everybody knew was a fucking asshole. Because when people die, we feel like we just have to be like, oh, Susie was such a great woman and she gave to her community and it's like everybody in the room know this is a lie <laughs> here lies brother johnson <laughs> he was a good man but in his own way 
We all hated Brother Johnson, but the Lord loved him. And we loved him through the law. <laughs> like, you don't have to listen to What if they were honest, though? I would think it was hilarious. I would love going to funerals I would love, if she was honest. I would honest. be going all the time if they were honest. I would totally. Well, you know, she drank herself to death. <laughs> Those are the siblings. Those are the children that Brother Johnson brought to church every week. But that ain't the only kids he got. <laughs> you see them two back in the back? He been hiring from them for years. He let me know. I counseled him to live in his truth. But he didn't. And he probably in hell right now. <laughs> That would be that would be entertaining. It would be amazing. I would go all the time. I would totally. As for anybody that's gonna be like, what if people tell the truth about you? I'm dead, bitch. I don't care. Tell me. I don't care. I'm no longer here at that point. So it is what it is. Talk, I'm amazing. Talk all the shit. I'm I'm amazing. So <laughs> when I die, people gonna have plenty of great stories to tell about me. I mean. Nobody gonna be able to say shit about me that they can't shit say right now. I hadn't said it right now. I'm an asshole. I know that. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm sarcastic. I know that. I don't give a fuck. You can't say nothing that I would care I'm about. I'm gonna have them put a microphone on on my my casket when I die. And if you got something to say, you gotta say it in my face. But while I'm dead, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm Jesus. just saying. How much? I want to know how much people are gonna honor the dead wishes. Cause I have some crazy shit. Oh my god. I feel like I'm going to make my own casket. I'm going to make my own casket. My grandmama have already bought her casket. Her flowers, arranged all her services, the food, everything. She's arranged all that shit herself. Wow. Well, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. Sometimes. Man, my sister going wild out when my grandmama died, man. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Anyway, appreciate you for sending us that input. We have Melanie. The last hope, one is Miss Brittany. I hope that you know. Hope that got you know most of that covered and whatnot. One more, Miss Brittany. One more letter. We deep in the podcast too. I know. I figured because I knew, but I'm glad. Like we always yeah, say, like we don't get letters and stuff. So, and like she has like a situation, Miss Brittany. Yeah, let's so. see what it's like. Let's see what this situation is. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I listen to you both quite faithfully. Thank you for that. Uh-huh. I first want to start by saying thank you for your podcast. You're both hilarious and amazing. <laughs> thank you. I also really enjoy the poetry. I have two related questions and a leading story. Okay. I have a childhood friend that I often call my best friend. I'm the godparent, a term I truly abhor as used today, might be my second letter, to one of her children, but truly have a relationship with all of her other children. She has often complained that I'm absent from their lives, and she's correct. I spent years in college, grad school, interning in other states, and starting my career in another state. I always tried to call her a visit, but it probably wasn't enough. I had to do what I had to do to escape horrible circumstances, and for this, I'm unapologetic. I moved back and fully expected to work hard to rebuild all of my relationships with my friends, but I suspected that it might have been too late. For New Year, she said that we should spend more time together, and I took that seriously. However, when I made the effort to drive 45 minutes from my house to pick her up, her attention is always elsewhere. She spends more time on social media talking to others about what we're doing than actually talking to me. 
I'm often talking to the side of her head. I took her on a trip to D.C. and she spent most of the trip on her phone with her boyfriend. She even made us leave the club that I plan to have VIP set up for us so that she can call him and her kids. I picked her up for the gym and she texts and takes calls while at the gym. What? This really frustrates me because my schedule is often extremely busy. I travel for work. I'm active in church. I'm active with organizations and I like to be mindful of my time in order to maintain balance. I've tried telling her in several different ways that I don't like it when she does these things and yet she continues to do them. My ex-boyfriend would always say to leave her alone. I truly value friendships and family so I find it difficult to know when to walk away from ones that may be toxic or unsafe. What should I do? Is this more effort than it worth? Am I taking this too personally? Why the heck is it so hard to make female friends in the South? Is it the South? I realized that this was longer than expected and that it was actually five questions. LOL, my bad. <laughs> Girl, we don't care. Uh... So let, nobody can tell you when enough is enough. You have to be the one to decide that. So can't really speak to that. What I will say is what I don't think that people understand about having childhood friends, high school friends, college friends. You meet those people at a time in your life when you don't necessarily know who you are. They don't know who they are. And so as you grow and mature, sometimes the people that you become are not people that are any longer compatible to be friends. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that y'all grew in different directions. Um, that's rude as fuck for her to be like, if you're going to bitch at me about spending time with me, you're going to spend time with me or we not going to spend time together. Like you're not going to be like, I, and I hate people that do that, that can't enjoy the moment because you're so busy trying to capture it for like future. Can we enjoy it while we doing it? Like, you ain't got to have your phone out taking pictures and taking videos and shit, let everybody know what we're doing all the fucking time. Like, be present. Uh, so I can uh, completely understand that frustration. I don't think either one of us can tell you that you, you know, you, you have to leave her alone. I think that's something that you have to decide. But based on what you're saying, it doesn't sound like this is a friendship that that is any longer beneficial to you uh which again I, I think people think it's always like a bad thing but sometimes people just grow in different ways like who she's become and who you've become are just may not may just not be compatible anymore um and you think, can't do it all yourself i think a a really decent gauge to determine whether you should keep somebody in your life is when you start asking yourself <laughs> how do i feel about this shit yeah what should i do i mean i don't like this like that's the that's the moment where you get to start investigating the situation and, and you get to say should i move forward with this or not yeah i think that is a is very admirable to value friendships and mm -hmm. family but i think it's smart to value people who value you the same way that you value them yep. and you clearly value her to degrees that she is not indicating that she she values you at least not in the sense of what you're willing to do i mean she could provide some intrinsic value to you in terms of maybe some past relationship y'all had or maybe input she's giving you or maybe just being there for you at specific times in your life where you needed somebody but i think that that you have to assess whether the energy you're putting in now is mm -hmm. worth the energy that she's taking from you you know and, what i'm saying and you don't have to make up i feel like you also may be trying to make up for that time where you weren't the friend that she she expected you to be or because you were pursuing your career because you were trying to escape some shit that wasn't good for you and trying to make your life better and so i hope that you're not trying to that you're staying in this to make up for that time where you weren't able to be 
as present because you were taking care of yourself because you don't owe her that. And that's that's one of the biggest like issues to me in this situation. She's trying to hold you hostage by what she considers your responsibility to her children should be. Mm-hmm. And like she's holding you to that and making you feel bad when like what does she give you mm-hmm. in that in that regard, you know? Because, I just don't think you should. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say you have to expect something from people, but at the point that you start feeling drained, at the point yep. that, you know, they're not valuing your time, given that your time is important to you, that like you got VIP for them and she she left that. To go call her boyfriend. You know what like, I'm saying? Like y'all want to spend time together and she's focusing on other stuff. You take it to the gym. Like you're spending way too much of your time, you know, mm-hmm. so if the if the question is what should i do the answer for me is you should dial back yeah you should dial back and focus on yourself rather than this friendship i just would say it's it would be honorable to do that verbally yeah to communicate that to the person letting them know stuff like you know it seemed like you just got a lot going on and it don't seem like you have the energy to give that out to other people because i know your boyfriend is important i know that your kids are important so i'm gonna dial it back and when you feel like you can put energy into a friendship then let's 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 get back on that that road and in the meantime find people who are in the same space in life as you are because you and her you know you haven't mentioned that you have any kids it doesn't sound like you have any kids so she's become a mom she has these kids she has this relationship meanwhile you doing you know young professional things and you're able to do a lot more stuff probably than she's capable of doing uh, because she is a mom. And so as you are dialing back your friendship with her, maybe trying to establish friendships with people who are in a similar position in life as you are, who are just as busy and who would um, not be just kind of sitting around like, <laughs> in they feelings because you they don't feel like you're giving as much which you've been giving way more than she has but just find this people that are in the same place in life because that's another thing like i said with people when you meet them when you're young and y'all don't know yet who you are as you get older you may just become incompatible because you went in different directions so and maybe find somebody that's more compatible with and who let me you are. i had a friend in college who our college relationship well, between about eight of us was essentially we played Halo. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the extent to our relationship was we played Halo. Mm-hmm. I didn't call them and ask them for rides nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't expect them to, you know, ask me to go get food with them. Mm-hmm. I would, the extent of our relationship was Halo. They had their own circles that they hung out in outside of Halo. Yeah. And, but one of our, my friends, I don't think had a really good gauge on, on that. And I think that he thought because we all played Halo and we're cool on the game and they partnered on the game all the time, that that would translate appropriately outside of that. Was it Paul? And yeah, he invited <laughs> him. He invited one guy to his wedding to be in the wedding and he pulled out last minute, last, last minute, like I'm not coming to your wedding. And so he set himself up for disappointment, but based on a flawed premise that a friendship is always the same and it looks the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are in your life for very specific reasons. Yes. I don't know why she came into your life or how she came into your life, but I imagine that things have become tacked onto that. Like you want this, y'all didn't meet on y'all probably didn't meet under the context of you going to be my kid's God's parent one day. Yeah. That's just something that got added on. And I, I just feel like, uh, 
over time that just might y'all relationship just might be different and yep. you have to find people that are on the level that you don't like like yeah. red was saying uh, is it more is it worth is this more effort than it's worth if you ask me the question yes um am i taking this too personally i don't think you're taking it personally no. i think you're taking it rationally and sensibly i think you're assessing the nature of the relationship the nature mm -hmm. of what you put into it the re re nature of what she's giving out of it and and the nature of how you feel because you can't really feel like a friend while this stuff is happening yeah you really probably kind of feel like shit on at the time that it's going on and so that especially is especially like spending money going out of your way to try to make things like that vip situation that would have been my the straw that broke my fucking back bitch yeah. you and that's gonna impact the left? relationship you know how much vip costs <laughs> that's gonna impact the relationship when you start feeling that way yeah. so i feel like you're doing more justice addressing this issue for the friendship than you are just letting it continue to continue to go because you're going to boil over at some point yep she is going to take your money for granted one day she is going to take your time granted for one day when it could have been used for something that you would rather it be used for than to be taken advantage of and that is that that can break relationships yeah that can break friendships so addressing it is is the best move to do yeah um and i think why is it hard to make female friends in the south is it the south i, I just think it's really you have to find people that's close to whatever your level in life is yeah because i don't think you know I don't think it's the South. I just think that it's hard to find people that you mesh with. And like I said, even when you do find people, depending on what stage of life you're in, those relationships may not last. And again, it may not be because somebody becomes like a dickhead or whatever. It may just be y'all grow, especially when you meet people in those, those really big transitional parts of your life. Like I said, college, college is a very big transitional part. Everybody get to college and they like stupid college, you know, stupid high school kids that's like going out to parties and hanging out and shit. And that's cool. But once y'all get out of college and, and, and real world hitting, you got to get this job and pay these bills. Some people are going to approach that differently. And you're going to, depending on what your uh, career choices were, are going to be, you know, all of that can have an impact on who you start to become and so because of that the friendships change so i don't know that it's a southern thing well i'm gonna connect it to the south okay because we live in the bible belt oh god and if you are a woman who is not relationship oriented at least not until you get your career together mm -hmm. career oriented and focused on a, a, a life of independence yeah. that directly challenges the notion of what the church tells women they need to be. Yeah. They need to be housewives. They need to be submissive. They need to let the man be the breadwinner. Have babies. You know, they just need to find a husband and have babies. So if that's not something that you started doing at 21, 22, 23, yeah. then yes, you might not really mesh with a lot of people, in the, women in the South, because you're going to meet a lot of those personalities who have been indoctrinated to not worry about their independence. Yep. You know, so in the sense of how you connect to those people in the South on your level, level might not mean height of your career, yeah. but it just might mean ideologically yep. not being so deeply embedded in the, the church ideals of what a woman should be. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So the people that you look for should be people who really just have an independent mind frame think for themselves, think for their own, are not dependent on other people for things. Like it seemed like she might be dependent on you for and that you can move. And the boyfriend. She's yeah. dependent on you and the boyfriend for so, those things. But I hope that gave you a little bit or a lot of bit of what you were looking for. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, that's it, right? 
Yeah. All right. So if you have a question, and we love questions, we love scenarios. Like if you have something you want to ask us, if you have a story that you want us to specifically talk about, just let us know. So find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, and we would love to answer your questions. Okay, so we deep in the podcast, but I just feel like we need to go through this list uh, of things that, and I just came across this, is on Very Smart Brothers, a running list of things straight men can't and shouldn't do because it will make them gay. This goes into a topic of, of toxic toxic masculinity. Was it Wiz Khalifa? Somebody said the dude shouldn't eat banana, whole banana. Yes. yes. It's a fucking banana. Just eat, whatever. Y'all so fucking listen. Jesus. This is listen, y'all. This is what toxic masculinity look like. If you didn't have an image of what toxic masculinity looks like, it's basically anything that makes a man look less than a man is something that a straight man can't do if he's believed to be straight. And I am on the list for some of this stuff, <laughs> like specifically because of some just some of the things that I do. Okay. So let's see, what we got. You can't eat whole bananas. Or popsicles, or lollipops, or kale, or salads, or do yoga, or do intricate dances with women, or do intricate dances with other men, or dance generally, or have female friends that you're not interested in having sex with. Can't do that because, you know, you're gay if you have female friends that you don't want to have sex with. Uh, Spend time with said female friends. Go to brunch. Have too many female friends. Have too many male friends. Go to a movie. Maybe with a male friend or two. Go on a trip. Maybe with a male friend or two. Ride a bike. Eat pussy. Have anal sex with women. Have a woman do anything within the general area of your butt while having sex with her. Have gay friends. Maybe not have gay friends, but just not hate or feel threatened by gay men. Wear jeans that fit too snug. Wear jeans that fit too loose. Be too fashionable. <laughs> Exfoliate. Have a regular skin regimen. Wipe your butt thoroughly after taking a shit. Watch a television show or movie that's centered on the lives of women. Read novels. Be an adult male virgin. Be an adult male with maybe not as many sexual partners as you're supposed to have. Go to church. Sing at church. Just sing in general unless it's a Gerald Levert song. <laughs> be too happy. Be openly depressed. See a therapist. Be a therapist. Get a colonoscopy. Get a prostate exam. Get married. Stay single and childless. Cry. Vocalize the experience of experiencing pain. Love a man who is not your dad like John Shaft. Wear colors that have arbitrarily been declared to be feminine colors, drink fruity or too sweet alcoholic beverages, not be in the sports, be too in the sports, be into the wrong sports, be into the right sports but don't play them manly enough, wear short shorts, <laughs> wear shorts that sag, shower in front of other men, be scared to shower in front of other men, have long hair, date or sleep a woman with short hair, suggest that men who commit crimes against women receive appropriate legal consequences or drink water. Use exclamation points. Use emojis. Send texts other than all right. Talk on the phone. Hold a purse for even a second. Play with baby dolls and other toys most commonly associated with girls. Cook things by methods other than grilling, smoking, and frying. Push your baby in a stroller if your girlfriend wife happens to be present. Now, a lot of the things on this list are like satirical, but... I feel like the whole list was satirical. No, no, no. I mean, there is a version of everything on this list that I can explain to you why it would be on this list even if used in a satirical way that applies to toxic masculinity if you want to know ask me about a specific one and we'll have the conversation <laughs> but i just wanted to throw that out there now what you got well did you talk, we need to talk about little culture culture kiari cephas i just 
I'm just tired. What is what hell kind of last name is Cephas? I don't know. I mean, that look. I was that couldn't help what his last name was, but it's terrible. Culture. A whole family full of Cephases. <laughs> <laughs> True. Culture, culture, Kiari, Cephas. Because his first name is Kiari, right? Or middle one of them names. One of them yeah. is his name. So, I, yeah, and here's the thing. I had no expectation that they were going to name this kid something that wasn't hood as shit. I already knew that it was going to be something that everybody was going to be like, the fuck? So culture makes sense for who they are, but it's just kind of like, this child got to walk around. It's culture Cephas. (laughs) Culture Cephas. It begins with a K. Culture begins with a K, too. Yes, because Cardi is, uh, what is she, associated with Bloods, Crips? Yes. One of them. Because she named the song Bicken Head mm-hmm. instead of Chicken Head with a C. So she's not going to use Culture with a C, which is stupid in and of itself. The whole thing is stupid, but... Baby got here. Baby is is healthy, so I guess that's all we can ask for. So I guess congrats to them and they hood ass love. But Offset just got arrested, so there's that felony weapons charges. <laughs> there's that. What kind of guns do you have to have for a felony weapons charge? I don't think I think a felony's weapon charges is it if you um is he a felon? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like having a gun where you're not supposed to have a gun maybe because i don't know if it's the type of gun or maybe it's the amount of gun no because you as a as an american citizen are allowed to have a whole arsenal of guns so it can't be that um if he's been convicted before of a felony he's not supposed to have guns though I don't know. I don't know. I just know his ass got arrested. So let them continue on in their hood ass love, I guess. They are not on my radar of existence. No. Period. Mm-mm. Not really. So the NFL and the NFL Players Association have come to some kind of agreement to stop the. Before the season even starts, to stop. I guess the fining for players protesting. Now, the reason that this happened is because the Dolphins, which is what they're supposed to do before the season starts, submitted their player rule handbook, and they were the first team to do so, and they had guidelines for consequences for players when they kneel Mm -hmm. for the anthem. So this really sparked the issue because now not only do the NFL have overarching issues they're going to have, now it looks like teams are going to also have their own individual penalties. Now, what the Dolphins tried to communicate in rolling back what this happened because it looked bad for them Mm -hmm. um, because it painted, it said that it makes the club look bad to do those things. And so they said that, you know, we would not, we would not persecute players to that degree they would never ever be suspended for four games they were kind of trying to use the defense of we just putting a template out there of what it could be but we never gonna we never gonna give them those kind of consequences for it okay 
So now, because of that, the NFL and the NFL Players Association are back in talks. What do you think about that? I'm tired of the whole thing. Why, why are you tired of it? Because I just... Are you tired of oppression? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> are you tired of talking about the solutions to oppression? Is this the solution? Are we talking about solutions? No, this ain't a solution. Okay. We're trying to get out of quicksand here. But what you're saying is just like, I can breathe. I can breathe in the quicksand. My nose out. So because I just, I just hang don't know. around. I don't know that we're ever going to get out of the quicksand, I guess. Or in my lifetime, get out of the quicksand. Listen, we can get some wins, though. I guess. We can get some wins. All of this uh, black folks doing shit. They not wins for the culture, but at least white people who are doing things inappropriate in that regard are being punished. Yeah, but like you're talking about the NFL as a whole. Like this is not like an individual white person doing some fuck shit. This is in a whole entity, and I just I don't know. What do you think gonna come out of it? You don't. You think they it's just not gonna turn out in the favor of the blade players? No, I don't, because they are under too much pressure to do that. They're under too much pressure from the Trump administration, his his fucking supporters, uh, these all of these people that feel like you don't support the troops. I mean, they're under too much pressure to do that. Which loss? Which loss for the NFL do you think would be worse? The loss of the black players or the loss of the white Trump supporting fans? It, of course, it would be the players, but I don't think that they think that the black folks they're not going. I don't think that they even envision that they're going to lose all the football players. Because they know that the players, this is their job, essentially. So they would all be leaving their jobs. And a lot of them don't have very many other skills. And so they basically have them by the ball. So I don't think that they're concerned about losing the players. And what do you think brought everybody back to the table then? What do you think brought, I mean, the NFL essentially hold all the cards. What, What do you think brought them back to the table with the Players Association to make them have this conversation and say, we gonna put that on hold for a minute i don't know i really don't have much faith because the nfl do hold all the cards i just think that the nfl feels to me personally i think the nfl feel played by trump i feel like he's using this junk to make his fan base like light up up under him and moving forward in the direction that he wanted to go but i think the nfl don't like that he was using them for to that end because it drove a much bigger bigger wedge between the the NFL owners uh and just the whole NFL establishment as a whole. Yeah. It's driven a bigger wedge between that and so now it's an even bigger issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I you know I don't I don't watch football. I'm interested to know how many people listening will still be watching football this year, you know. Uh, and, you know, the issue is different for white people than it is for black people. Yeah. You know, I don't really know in, in what way. It's like because it's some white non-Trump supporters who, you know, uh, support the players' rights to freedom of speech and whatnot. And then you got people who say, well, it ain't freedom of speech if you're at work doing it. You can't do it at work. Well, you could. <laughs> they didn't have a rule for this until Donald Trump started talking. You know, they didn't have any rules or regulation. Like, the job didn't have that restriction. So saying stuff like you can't do it at work 
those people essentially forced that place of work to create a new rule that they did not have a rule for. Yeah. You know, so it's just a whole, whole disrespectful system, man. And I just don't like the whole rebranding of the situation being about supporting the flag or supporting the troops and the national ant. Like, come on, man. Clearly, if somebody don't want to support the troops or the flag, it's so much more inflammatory bullshit that they can do to indicate that I don't support those groups. Not only are they not doing that, they kneeling and defining the issue as to why they're kneeling. That don't have anything to do with any of that stuff. But it's like, oh, well, we don't believe you. We believe that you're trying to snub the America anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't have that much faith. Football season is coming up pretty soon. There'll be Super Bowl parties and all that shit again. NFL, if you're listening. I don't really give a fuck what you do because I don't watch the NFL no way. But don't be a puppet for Trump and Trump support. Like, why do you even? It's about the money. It's about the money. Yeah. And you know what? You know what I hate? I hate that people who protest will be giving the NFL more money. If people protest, it's going to increase the amount of money the NFL make. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be pulling it from the celebrities. It's just a litmus test on what black people are able to to communicate in this society. It's there's no there's no way to protest. Nope. There's no way they to protest. They just want you to be quiet. Okay. That's all I got on that though. I'm interested to see how it develops. What you got? Erica Campbell, which is the sister from Mary Mary that didn't support Trump. Yeah, okay, she didn't support Trump. Yes. <laughs> but she the one that tried to kill her husband. No, that was the Trump supporter. The Trump supporter tried to kill her husband. (laughs) Family values, people. (laughs) No, that was a Trump supporter too. Erica Campbell has a daughter who is dark skinned. What's her name? Erica Campbell is light skinned. Uh, Her daughter's name. Is it something hood? No, I think she got a little regular name. Something like Kelly. Um. Let's see. She's looking up the name, people. I am. Christine, Krista. Krista. Krista Campbell. Okay. So, Krista, uh, so Erica has a show. Uh, it, you know, they had the Mary Mary show, but Erica has a show about her family, just her family and not um, Tina's family. And her daughter, who is a little bit overweight and dark skinned, came to talk to her about how she was feeling as far as how she gets treated in school how she feels like boys perceive her and she told her mom that she felt like you know other girls got attention because one she's chubby which she is and two because she's dark-skinned and erica was like oh no you're beautiful which of course moms are gonna say that to their kids and i think the girl actually said something about that but instead of her acknowledging that colorism is a thing because it is you know, and the girl even said, Mom, you're light skinned, so you don't understand what it feels like. Like, you don't understand. And Erica was just basically like, Well, look at Kelly Rowland and look at just start naming, like, you can't name the exception to the rule and expect me not to be upset about the rule. Kelly Rowland is an exception. Like, she's not the rule. 
And so the daughter, who seems very intelligent, went so far as to say, well, look at our family. Daddy married you, and her dad is dark-skinned. Erica's light-skinned. And then all throughout their family, you find dark-skinned men who married light-skinned women. And she sees that. And she's old enough to put that together and see that, that that's a pattern of behavior within even her own family. And then to see how boys at her school interact with light-skinned girls as opposed to dark-skinned girls, you cannot tell her that she's not experiencing what she's experiencing. You just can't do that. And I didn't, you know, this was a small clip, so I don't know how Erica went on to try to resolve this with her daughter, but in the clip, she just was not able it didn't seem like she was able to be uh empathetic like you know you didn't have to experience this and you won't ever experience this but you could be empathetic towards what your daughter's feeling and listen to what she's telling you that she's experiencing because if i'm telling you that the boys in my school go after the light-skinned girls and not after the dark-skinned girls how you gonna argue with me and tell me that that's not the case you know what i'm saying and again when you have this pattern within your own family you have to acknowledge that colorism is a thing in our community it is it's like racism for white people Mm -hmm. in the sense that you've got to acknowledge the truth about what you are inherently Mm -hmm. in order to accept that other things are problematic yes a light-skinned black woman has to accept that inherently she is chosen over dark-skinned women because of like something she can't even control Mm -hmm. so that really kind of i would imagine invalidates other things that she consists of Mm -hmm. like you mean to tell me by like it was a this many percent higher chance that i got chose because i was lighter than a darker woman yeah yeah, like that's the reality. That, though it, that is the reality, but it it triggers the same denial that it triggers in those same white people who don't want to have to accept that about white privilege and the fact that they get certain things because of the fact that they're white. Yeah, I but mean, I mean, but like it's it's multiple privileges. Yeah. There's male privilege. Yeah. There's straight privilege. Mm-hmm. There's white privilege. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's different privilege. And I mean, shit. I guess light skin privilege. But that's not new. No, it's not new. I mean, it, it, since colonialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Europe co- colonized the whole world. And the universal thing about people in Europe is they all had white skin. And yeah. so in everywhere they went where brown skin was. They had a marketing campaign as to why white is better mm-hmm. and why you should be like white. Mm-hmm. And we'll extract some little things out of your culture that we think are valuable. But at the end of the day, white. Mm-hmm. You still see that heavily in a lot of Asian cultures. Japan, they try to get rid of all of their little, you know, facial nuances and things like the the lap the lap over meat that they have that women have in their eyes. Mm-hmm. A lot of them come over here and. and opt to get that surgery to make their eyes look you know more american yeah like it's deeply embedded it is it, and it's so deeply embedded in the black community as it pertains to especially men choosing women that are lighter yep. because we've been conditioned that women who are lighter 
who have straighter hair or a curlier pattern of hair, mm-hmm. you know, versus a a a thicker, you know, more. What's the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not good hair. What's the word for what they would say? More not African good hair. Textured yeah, more hair. African textured. textured hair, rougher textured hair. Mm-hmm. That's been embedded in our society. When you go to the, I mean, in a degree. I don't want to say in a degree to women in terms of skin color because those light skinned women marry those dark skinned men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like, I mean, people make jokes about it, you know, light skinned men coming back in style, <laughs> dark skinned men in style now. To, like that, that's like go back and forth. Yeah. But man, it's just, it's crazy that you can't even help your kids understand. Yeah. They, the the depths of their darkness. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I feel her daughter's pain because I am dark skinned. And shit, even when I went natural, my hair is curly. My hair is naturally curly. I cannot tell you how many conversations that I've had with people asking me what I'm mixed with or, you know, where the curly hair comes from. Including her mama. Including my mama because <laughs> my mom has a more African texture of hair. So, like, I we don't even know where the fuck my hair came from, to be honest. Like, I don't have the same of either of my parents. This hair texture Mama's is like... Mama's baby. Papa's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you look like your daddy? Because you look just like your fucking mama. I like. look just like my mom. No. Mm-mm. Papa's maybe. <laughs> what if uh, your mama came out and told you that you you had a different daddy than you thought I'd be you mad had? as fuck because you've been making me interact with this nigga all this time and we don't get along. You would I be mean, happy that you ain't blood related to no, him? I, I would be angry that I didn't had to put so up with him. So the anger shit. of putting up with him. Well, you were yes. going to have to put up with him anyway if what? you knew that about your, if you knew that from birth. Yeah, but I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have internally tried so hard if he wasn't my biological dad like i probably would have had the attitude that nigga ain't my dad anyway <laughs> fuck him like i wouldn't care you ain't doing nothing but validating the reason your mama was supposed to keep this from you till she die because <laughs> she wouldn't do nothing but his shit from you the rest of her You're life right she yeah. sure would oh um, okay. i'm glad she ain't tell you <laughs> But yeah, like even in my going natural and, and and discovering that I had curly hair and it's not like African texture hair. It's it's like a it's a it ain't like mixed girl curly, but it also isn't African texture hair. Like when I wash my hair, it looks like this, with the exception of it's a little more frizzy because I don't have anything to keep it um, keep it a little more tamed. So but, it looks like a fern. <laughs> but red <laughs> and uh, just a little bit more frizzy. <laughs> well, That's this is a, a week later. That's uh, a week later. Fresh, it's like real neat curls when I like when I first do it. But then as the week goes on, get frizzy. But milkman baby, <laughs> I'm not a milkman's baby. But yeah, even my mom, like I bet the milkman was Tyrone too. <laughs> oh Jesus! Don't. Why would you put that on me? Don't put that on me. <laughs> But yeah, like even my mom, like she obviously she knows that I'm not mixed, but she was just kind of like, I think she went natural expecting <laughs> that we was gonna have the same hair, and we don't. But like I get approached by people like, I love your hair, your hair is so pretty. Like, what's your heritage, bitch? I'm black. What you mean? Don't I look black? I'm dark as fuck. What you think? <laughs> like, what do you think is mixed in here? But so I feel her daughter's pain, um, and so I don't expect 
light-skinned women to apologize because it's it's no more their fault than it is mine but i do need an acknowledgement that there is a difference between the two of us and the way that we are treated and erica don't have to she because she hasn't experienced it and i think she said that in the clip like you know she hasn't had to experience that and that's fine but you need to be like don't don't act like how your daughter feels is irrelevant or don't try to be like well these you know these like these dark-skinned women somehow made it they are the exception they're not the rule the rule is that you're going to be looked at differently being dark-skinned when it comes to black men that's just what it is now there are black men that prefer dark-skinned women but again they are the exception like if you look at even within hollywood if you look at black men that are married to black women a lot of them are not married to black women but the ones that are a lot of times they are lighter skinned women it's just what it is that's the reality that we live in it's unfortunate that colorism exists but you can't we're not gonna change anything by trying to pretend like shit don't exist because you feel offended because you think that it makes you less of a person all of the things that are good about you as a light-skinned person are still good but the fact still remains that your lighter skin might be more valued to certain people than the other traits that you may have. I think you have to start. I think you have to start from the top down in, in the terms of this recognition. I think you have to recognize that colorism has been an issue across cultures. Mm -hmm. I think you have to recognize that even throughout our history, like there were paper bag tests. Mm hmm. If you were like a paper, the paper bag test is if you were lighter than a paper bag, then yep. you could potentially be white. But if you're darker than a paper bag, you're definitely black. Um, they also had the pencil test where they would put a pencil through your hair. This would be a determination of the, the coarseness of your hair. Mm -hmm. If a pencil held in your facial hair, then you were going to be regarded as black. You know, so I think looking at it from a, a, a top down perspective of how throughout history mm -hmm. being lighter has been valued more than being dark. You have to look at it from that perspective. If you yeah. look at it from the ground up of, well, my experiences, mm -hmm. then you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. You can't isolate your lightness from history's definition yeah. of what lightness is in order to avoid having to deal with the facts that people in our society value white more than dark and you know it's a scale a shade shade scale and mm -hmm. the darker you get the less valued you become shit makeup if i go into any of the walmarts around here right now and go and try to find a shade of makeup from any of the the drugstore brands that are in those stores i am probably not going to be able to find one that matches me unless i go to like more urban areas of town they don't have my shade of, of some of the lines don't even make shades that they have like three dark colors our skin has so many different nuances to it. You might have red undertones. You might have yellow undertones. So, like, three shades of brown is not going to fit everybody. And so, you either going to walk around with your face darker than your body, your face lighter than your body, looking gray. Yeah, you know, some people are chalkboard black. And some people are nighttime black. Yep. Some people are printer paper black. You know what I'm saying? And some people are Xbox black. Yeah. It's all kind of different types of blacks. And one of the reasons why Rihanna's line of Fenty Beauty was so revolutionary is her drop date. The day that she dropped that foundation, 
she had a ridiculous amount of shades for brown people because we do come in different shades it ain't just light and dark <laughs> and then their version of dark is usually like what we would still consider either brown or light it's not dark skin even still and so you know you have to go and spend more money on makeup lines that might cater to your skin tone either that or you gonna be out here looking crazy with with makeup that don't match your face so even just within something as simple as me trying to go buy some makeup it, it becomes like a situation where it's like fuck do they think everybody like that the 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 rainbow of, of skin tone stop at this light ass shade i can't wear this <laughs> and without looking crazy so i mean i don't hate light-skinned women i have nothing against light-skinned women like i said they're just as much kind of victim of this system as we are they just benefit a little bit more from it but yeah you're right yeah as a light-skinned woman how do you know if somebody picked you because you are smart and funny and whatever else or because you just happen to be the lightest bitch in the room at the time like you know so i just wanted to one mention that to have a conversation about colorism and two say to parents if you are somebody of one skin tone and have kids of another skin tone understand that that your their experiences might differ from your own like it might be different and you need to be prepared for that in those conversations because i don't think erica was prepared for her daughter to come and be like i don't think boys like me because i'm dark-skinned and she didn't know what to say she didn't know how to respond to that she need to start a self-esteem building campaign yeah and because her daughter's not an ugly girl she's just dark and well, what a little chubby I mean, well what happens is that one thing starts to become what a person defines themselves by yeah and they can't see the totality of everything that makes them up to help them feel positive about a lot of more parts of themselves mm-hmm. so I, I hope that through all of the resources that they have with that show that somebody helps Erica understand that this is an opportunity for her to recognize that her daughter is coming in and trying to figure out herself and her self-esteem is going to be important in that and all uh, that she can find many ways to help her build that up and even her dad i mean you ain't gonna go to your dad her dad is like the color of this tv right now like which is why erica's light and she still turned out dark he's so, it's the same thing my grandmother was light-skinned but my grandfather was dark as fuck and so my mom all of my mom and her siblings are dark-skinned because it just wasn't no way that it was gonna be light mm-hmm. and my grandmother's side of the family most of them are light-skinned and my mom even has talked about before like experiencing being treated different like them being treated differently because they were darker so her dad can't even i can't you can't even go to your dad because it's like you pick mom so like you like light-skinned women so how does how does that translate into how she thinks her her father feels about her i met people who grandparents overtly treated them different because they were dark versus their light-skinned cousins yeah, and siblings my mom like that. on purpose yeah. like you gonna have a better opportunity in life because you like and so i'm gonna help cater to your sense self-worth and your self-esteem but mm-hmm. if you dark you just you kind of here but you ain't gonna bring no value to nobody type situation yeah this shit is real all of them are dark and like i said my grandmother was very light my cheekbones actually come from her i don't know where she got those but all of us have high cheekbones because of my grandmother and um but yeah her and her sisters are all pretty much light-skinned but my mom and all of her siblings are dark because my grandfather was so dark he was dark 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 darkness darkness it's a celebration darkness is darkness is <laughs> when he was uh grinding his feet yes, on the couch yes it's a celebration what would i look like 
grinding yeah, my right. feet on Eddie Murphy's couch. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, grinding I remember my feet on Eddie's couch. But you remember why you did it? Because he could afford another one. <laughs> what? <laughs> nigga? I don't mean I want to buy another one, bitch, because I can afford They should have never gave you, you niggas, niggas money. money. That's Dave Chappelle, y'all. In Dave Chappelle's show. Know. Oh, my God. If you didn't know where that came from. So amazing. But that's all I have for that. We were at an hour and 50 minutes. Shit. I know, right? I didn't nearly talk about anything I want to talk about, but I do want to talk about Henry Cavill. This nigga. Uh, talking about, what was his quote? Let me that find it. That he doesn't want to walk, you know, he, he basically wants to date ex, his exes because dating new women, he, he feels like he could walk up to one and, and speak and be accused of rape. But you do the quote exactly so that when I drag him, it's from his own words. Is it Henry Cavill? It is Henry Cavill. I feel like his quote should be at the top. <laughs> it was Ireland taught me how to love the rain. What, what the hell? The fuck? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. In an interview with GQ Australia, he was hesitant to, to pursue relationships with women for being called a rapist or something. Yes. I like to think that I've never been like that. I think any human alive today, if someone casts to her, what? Hold on, what the fuck am I looking at? He said That's it takes away the, articles. the thrill of the chase because you can't chase after women without being accused of rape. Now, there's a wonderful thing about a man chasing a woman. There's mm-hmm. a traditional approach to that, which is nice. I think a woman should be wooed and chased, but maybe I'm old-fashioned for thinking that. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to do that. Is there are certain rules in place because then it's like, well, I don't want to go up to talk to her because I'm going to be called a rapist or something. So you're like, forget it. I'm going to be called. An, I'm going to call an ex girlfriend instead and just go back to a relationship which never really worked. Henry, Henry, Henry. First of all, if you want to have a traditional relationship where it's you who is a chaser, I don't know why that it then equates over into rape. Henry unless if you go over and introduce yourself and say hey you got your dick in your hand then yes you will be accused of being a rapist like I just don't understand why men don't understand like what is going on because so Troublemaker actually because uh, I was on um, I was on government name and I we actually talked about this and Troublemaker was like he couldn't get with my comments because he felt like I took it out of context or I didn't uh, you know, I didn't address what he said. No, that's what he said. He said that he doesn't want to walk up to a woman and speak because he doesn't want to be called a rapist or something from speaking to a woman. And you're invalidating what the fuck is going on. I can promise you, Henry Wein- uh, Harvey Weinstein is not in the trouble that he's in because he was walking up to bitches and saying, hey, he is in trouble because he was a predator who was taking advantage of women in vulnerable positions who would have one of his fucking assistants in the room at the beginning of a, a meeting and then get his bitch a, a signal so that she would leave so he would be alone with this woman to to say and do bullshit so like i don't understand why that's being translated into you can't even walk up and talk to these bitches without being accused of rape really is that right as a, and I think what Troublemaker was saying was because he's a celebrity and so things are different. No, things are not different. Yes, as a celebrity, he's, you know, maybe somebody would make up a lie on him, but that ain't no different than, you know how long niggas been getting trapped by bitches? 
who are select had that stopped niggas from fucking no it is still plenty of men out here who have babies. Drake all oh, is number one in my mind right now. Who have babies by women they never intended to have babies by. So if that don't stop niggas from fucking, then you not being able to walk up to a woman and say no bullshit shouldn't stop you from being able to date. Because if you're going to say that you being a celebrity leaves you open to this and this and that, okay, well then you shouldn't be dating anyway because being a celebrity leaves you open to a woman trying to trap you through a baby. But that don't stop niggas from fucking. Now does it? There are bigger issues with this situation. But there's like, I put in how many celebrities are there. And there is estimated 1,772,453 celebrities. And that's not even counting like YouTube stars and all of that. You know, the other trivial Mm -hmm. vine and stuff like that. I feel like it's like popular. Yeah. Celebrities, music, movies, you know, athletes. famous athletes, yeah. famous, you know, like newscasters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, what is it like? Fifty of them that's been goddamn. Yep. Fifty of them, maybe that's been targeted, and of all of those, most of them legitimately did some shit. Yes. And have tried to walk back what they did or they accepted what they did. They accepted their termination or whatever. It's not like this is not an epidemic, <laughs> even among celebrities. No. If being a celebrity itself was the vulnerability, if that's what it is, this will be happening far more than it actually happens. Yes. It don't happen enough. You know what I'm saying? And so to so so the bigger issue with this whole situation is that. As men, how do we know that we supporting the right men? How you know, I just feel like a lot of men are supporting other men saying stuff like this because they a man, <laughs> and, and it hurts for women to say stuff like men are trash. But I don't interact with enough men in that way to know what the men out here doing. If a woman say men are trash. Am I going to take my own experience as a man to say that, no, nah, that ain't true? Or am I going to listen to the person who interact with 15 men a day? You know what I'm saying? Given my current situation, I'm on the men are trash boat right now. Hey, don't get me wrong. I don't support <laughs> men are trash message. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to challenge men being trash from that woman's perspective because I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I can't accept generalizations. And to be honest, if you say men are trash to me and I was considering talking to you, then you just missed your blessing. <laughs> just want to let you know right now. Your blessing gone. Jesus. Because you just generalized. You just drug me into that shit. I ain't do nothing to you. <laughs> but I'm not going to take me knowing that I'm a good person and expect a woman to know I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm not going to take me not being a rapist and... And expect a woman to not take the precautions against me potentially being a rapist. And I'm definitely not going to look at another man who may be a damn rapist or who may be doing things inappropriate with people or who, if in nothing else, making inflammatory comments about hypothetical shit that he have no evidence for Mm -hmm. and assume that they get targeted for no reason. Yeah. I'm just not going to assume that. So the bigger issue about these situations that happen is that men are don't seem to be able to be objective about the possibilities of what they folks do i just don't know what my friends do i don't know what my brother do i don't know if my brother done me to somebody out here 
<laughs> I don't know if my friends done me too people out here. All okay. I know is that I have it. <laughs> and I know that a lot of the women that I interact with, I know that a lot of women that I have at clients have had men doing that shit in bulk across their whole lifespan. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to support a general ass notion that if you go up to a woman and talk to her, she going to call you a rapist. <laughs> if you rape her, she going to call you a rapist. If she if you do something that that's sexually inappropriate, like having your dick in your hand when you go up and talk to her, <laughs> she at least going to think you might rape her. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I just I'm not with this universal sharing of the ideas that you know we need to we need to support some rally around these men, shit. man. Yeah, I, like I don't know what they're capable of. That's not to say that you know the issue that I've talked about in the podcast before with the Me Too movement is we 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 fully lack definition and we fully lack discernment. Two things that are very, very important to me when it comes to life uh, that we live. And I, I just don't think that men like Henry Cavill have the ability or the desire to discern the difference between um, men that have inappropriate behavior, men that have good behavior, men that have what they believe is appropriate behavior but is inappropriate, men that you know, have inappropriate or have appropriate behaviors that might be misinterpreted somehow, and men that are just horrible men. Oh, whack ass Superman! He is my least favorite Superman. I'm just saying, like, not even because of his comments. The men that He's you are whack. defending, Henry Cavill, the men that say this happened, are you sure they didn't have their dick in their hand when they walked up to that lady? <laughs> are you sure that they didn't grab her behind when they walked up to her? Are you sure that they didn't give a little creepy stare from across the room before they started walking past her? Like the judge that was sitting next to Mel B when they were getting interviewed and he was like had a whole handful of her ass yeah. on T. It's like really, really for real. This you I felt just, like I mean, that was all right. I just don't know how men at this point don't know that listen. I don't know men at this point given our history don't believe that a lot of men are capable of this shit. Just like I don't know how light-skinned women at this point in our history don't know that men are capable of choosing women that are lighter over women that are darker. That just like I don't know how white people at this point, given our history, don't understand how the interaction between white and black people is compromised how we exist in our society i don't understand these things we have enough history to show that patriarchy and misogyny is real to show that colorism um between black people and other cultures that are brown is a thing and that racism between cultures that are different than white cultures is a thing it's documented so i don't know why today white people don't believe racism can exist and why you know, dark skin or light skin women can't believe that colorism exists and why men can't believe that misogyny exists. I don't get it. I don't understand. So, but we had two hours. The only thing I was going to say was that the mom gave birth in Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A is offering the baby free food for life and a job when she's 16. So I would just like to say, please don't be going to your local Chick-fil-A if you're pregnant trying to give birth in the bathroom. Because you're not guaranteed to get the same thing. Are they going to give her like some kind of ID? Because what if they move? Like she's going to need something where they could go into any Chick-fil-A and be like, 
we want this free food real quick how is that gonna happen it's just a (laughs) i just feel like it's gonna be a lot of people trying to give birth to chick-fil-a behind this like stupid people obviously not people with sense people with sense are not going to jeopardize their child's health to have a baby in a public restaurant (laughs) but i feel like there are those who might see that benefit in being able to have chick-fil-a all the time anytime they want to the chicken is good it's good i don't know that it's that good i want to talk about i just want to mention the stories that i was going to talk about this is just how hopeful I am that we get to some of this stuff, which we <laughs> never do. Nope. Uh, a woman jumped behind the Burger King counter to help the cook, which is the takeouts employee of the month, um, which the takeout is the, the website that it's on because she and the person who let her work got fired. Um, Blackish star Anthony Anderson faces criminal investigation, unequivocally disputes accusation, which is an assault, you know, which is a sexual assault type situation. So, you know, Goes back to the situation. God is trans. A review of a bone new exhibit in Brooklyn shaking up the art world, which talks about God being made in the image of us. If God is made in the image of all of us, then how can he just be a man? Christian gonna lose their shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I ain't saying God is trans. I'm saying that's what the article say. Destiny's child singer Michelle Williams checks in the mental health uh facility to fight depression. Um a bro, I had so much shit. And I usually have like nine stories, and I, I just don't even choose. know why you get that many stories. Because I be trying to choose stuff that can, that I want to talk about, but what will also kind of flow with the conversation We're that we have. Never had. gonna get all nine of your stories. Though. I know. <laughs> don't keep me stopping me from being prepared. Uh, the police uh, the police were called on a man after he got fired in basketball. White man against a black player. Uh, plastic straw bands are coming, but I don't support it because it's not really taking into account the disabled community and james gunn is dropped by marvel guardians of the galaxy franchise uh i was gonna read some of his tweets now this is why he's was dropped now okay. they went to, to find some tweets from like 2010 to 2012 or something like that okay and he had like a whole bunch of problematic tweets but these are just some of them uh a retweet i like it when little boys touch me in my silly place uh, photo shoot with three people he tagged trying to maintain a semi chub so that I'll look impressive in these photos uh, the Hardy Boys and the mystery of what it feels like when Uncle Bernie fists me what the fuck the expendables were so manly I fucked the shit out of little pussy boy next to me the boys are back in town what the fuck <laughs> my new film Jerkaloose a small town where beating off is illegal and one high school kid jerks off in front of the others to show how fun it is uh, this may be the plant version of adopting a damaged 12 year old girl who steals your money and accuses you of molesting her this hotel shower is the weirdest ever felt like a 3 year old was peeing on my head eagle snatches kid is this is what I call when I get lucky I'm doing a big Hollywood film adaptation of the giving tree with a happy ending the tree grows back and gives the kid a blowjob about to vomit as I'm stuffed with etouffee and eggplant. I'm Louis Armstrong in my ass out. Just the fat, not the little boys. Three men and a baby they had sex with. Hashtag unromantic movies. Why is he the pedophilia lord? The pedophilia. Is he gay? I don't know. He just said he's... There's a lot of male, like boys... He said he's trying to be provocative and he recognizes, you know, the no. her in his ways. No. My kiss my ass, Jack. 
you trying to be provocative by making fun of pedophilia all of that was so horrific like when you said that you were going to read the tweets i i you didn't expect it was going to be as bad as it I was i envisioned something bad but like Disney bad, like something that would be bad for Disney and they're good. Not that shit. Not bad what for humanity. <laughs> Jesus. Those were awful. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say to that. He's a candidate for Pedophile Island. Good Lord. We have an episode called Pedophile Island. We do, Island. and he's a very good candidate for that. He needs to. Yes. Oh, I only think that I only had a couple of other stories. Uh, Stevie J and Faith Evans, who is Biggie Smalls' widow, I guess, mm-hmm. are married now, and people have a problem with and that. And now Stevie J was his producer. Yes, Kanye West is fucking people over as to be expected. They ordered a bunch of his Wyoming uh, merchandise, and they ain't got the shit. Months and months later, he still ain't got it. Well, who the fuck is surprised? Like ordering from Kanye at this point is like going to a Lauren Hill concert, expecting that bitch to be on time. If you go to a Lauren Hill concert and getting your feelings because she was three hours late, you the dummy. Because at this point, we have enough evidence to know that Lauren is not going to be on time. Kanye is crazy. So if you order shit from him, expecting to get it without any problems, that's your fault. It was a choice, kind of like slavery. Um, CVS pharmacist fired after refusing to fill transgender woman's hormone therapy prescription. You know, just do your job. You don't get to pick and choose what what happens in people's lives. If you're a pharmacist and they got a prescription, give them the fucking medication and move on. That's all I had, though. Well, that's all we got. All right. I appreciate y'all for sending in the letters. I did want to say, I did want to say that I'm uh. I'm going. I'm trying to be more. Uh, I'm trying to stop talking about porn as much as I have been talking about because it really serves no purpose um, outside I'm of making you uncomfortable, which is why and I'm with connecting it. with the small group of people that talk about porn. But it, it's just it don't bring the kind of value to my dialogue that I like to have. Um, so I'm probably gonna uh, minimize how much I talk about that, especially considering that it's people. Who what once that dialogue starts to happen ain't you know trying to listen no more so yay um <laughs> don't mean it ain't gonna happen but I know, you know definitely I know it ain't it just don't have to anyway cool. um until we come to the next conversation we out holla. Ooh.